What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We're back again today in the studio here on a beautiful Saturday morning in St. George, Utah. I wanted to talk to you guys today and do a podcast about the recent rumors regarding the college football playoff. Um, since uh, we last uh, you know, finished off the FCS season, a lot has happened in the world of college football. And I want to uh, not only give you my my thoughts and and what I think about it but also give give you a little bit of perspective on get the ball rolling we are as honest as possible and uh, I always want to I always want to bring that into uh, this you know this dialogue that we have we've been having incredible download numbers um, it seems like the FCS season was incredibly successful and so I want to keep on using the momentum that we have uh, we've been doing this for for two full years now which is insane I mean I know we had a pandemic in the middle of it we've been doing it for two full years and we have grown exponentially every single month almost episode to episode and that's thanks to you guys so we're going to be getting into it. We'll be talking about the the previous systems uh, for college football, along with what's going forward. Now, uh, recently, I've been reading a book, uh, and it's it's uh, it's a it's a framing book or, or it's a linguistic book. Okay, and it talks about how uh, when you're when you're portraying yourself or when you're trying to convey uh, a thought, uh, some people's minds respond really well to facts and figures. And a lot of people want to, to get into the nitty-gritty, right? And and on this show, sometimes we do. We get down and we say, you know, the average rush was 4.5, while the average rush for the other team was 5.7. They won the offensive line, and that attributed to Arizona State beating Arizona. I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing that, that hypothetical out there. And then some people respond to emotion, right? They, they want to feel something. They want to liken to something in their life, in their head, in their lives, and, and, and how it works in their head. And it's called framing. And that each of us have individual frames. And then there's these little few people that sit in the middle and that can understand both the facts and figures and, and the why behind it and the emotion of how it might affect your daily life. Now, I'm not saying that the people in the facts and figures can't say that it won't that will understand the other way or vice versa. But that's how that's how it's kind of the, this whole book is portrayed. And, and it's an absolutely great book. I, re- I would recommend it. Uh, DM me if you want to, to know the name of the book. It's a great book. Anyway, so as I'm uh, as I've you know, hear the, the news. Uh, I'm, at, I'm at work and they say, you know, CFP expansion to 12 teams. And a lot of thoughts immediately went through my head. Uh, a lot of thoughts went to the 2020 season, which was such a backward season uh, than what we've seen before. Uh, and everything was just so up in the air and it was such a crazy season. I was like, okay, well, 2019. So I, I start thinking about it. Uh, my first thought was was actually uh, the the original BCS and, and how far we have come from people banging on the the, the, the the same old record, seeing the same old things that one versus two is the purest national championship. And, and, and I feel like a lot of people like to consider themselves purists. Uh, and we all know those people. They're the old guy in the neighborhood yelling that, uh, you know, 
he was the only one on the block uh, before all these houses were built. I know it happens a lot here in Utah, where you know these these older people they have these homes that have that were on farmland, and then all of a sudden all these homes move in to that to kind of create the suburbs in these cities. And they're like, well, I remember when that wasn't a streetlight; that was a two-way stop, and I didn't have to stop because there were no cops in the city. Yeah, we all know those guys. We we understand it, right? And 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 so that's why. I kind of I thought back I'm like okay well everyone said that the two team was was pure and now we transition to the four team playoff and we're like okay well it's even more pure because we really get we we give four teams the opportunity to win a national championship so out of a 50-50 shot you go to a 25% shot okay well that's like awesome uh and I like to consider myself a college football purist but I I want want to adapt. I don't want to be like that guy that is that is mad at the world guy that is you know back in my day guy. And and of course of course I'm going to say this. I'm only 24 years old. I'm I'm young, and so I've lived in the world of tech where every single day is a new software update. Every single day there's a better way to do things, and uh, and and that's just how I live. And so I said okay. Put, put your thoughts aside, and we're just going to think about it. Uh, why did we change to the four-team playoff system? Well, I personally believe it came—the the, the calls really became loud uh, when we got the LSU-Alabama National Championship. Now, the first game was boring, and even that National Championship game was boring. And I feel like people really uh, were just upset that we saw two SEC teams. So, really— I, in my opinion, they fed us, you know, the people creating this fed us this, this delusion that, oh, well, it's going to be better for the sport because we're going to have four teams. Well, it really just allowed the SEC to get two teams in to the college football playoff. And it's like, okay, I mean, you can kind of see it, you know, Georgia getting in, Alabama getting in. Like, all right, I honestly think that was their way to justify a two-team SEC national championship. Regardless, right? And we, and we got that uh, Alabama-Georgia a few years ago, right? Uh, and, and we got it. And we all loved it. And we didn't ever say, well, there's two SEC teams. Uh, even though they probably were the two best teams in college football. Maybe you could make an argument for Oklahoma. But Georgia beat Oklahoma that year. So uh, there's that. Uh, and then I feel like a lot of people fed us this lie or this delusion to, to the little guys, to the little schools, is that you're going to have more exposure. That maybe, just maybe, when the when the feeling's right, the University of Utah can get into the top four. When you go undefeated, UCF, yeah, we'll let you come play with the big boys. Cincinnati, you go undefeated, yeah, you're going to come up and play with us and we're going to really show you how it is. Not on any occasion have we ever seen that uh, in this system. So by no means am I saying that the four-team system is good, but I feel like the 12-team system, we're just doing exactly what we did when we moved from the two-team system, and we're being fed a bunch of absolute baloney, and we're putting a Band-Aid on something that really needs surgery, right? Uh, you know, we were all kids, you know, riding riding our, our, our bikes and stuff, and you, you know, you really, you know, take out a, a flip over your, your bike, uh, your handlebars, um, 
and you you know you keep riding and maybe you get this giant gash on your arm and you're like well do i need a band-aid is that what mom mom do i need a band-aid or do i need stitches do i need surgery on this thing uh and i think we're at that point in college football and and maybe it's just me maybe it's because i maybe i fit in between the two people that say maybe we don't go with emotion maybe not just facts and figures because the facts and figures will say more college football is better uh it gives more opportunities for betting it, you know it gives more exposure which i think is the biggest fallacy of all it's the biggest you know you know straw man theory that i've that i've or straw man you know fallacy right uh that i've heard and maybe and maybe i'm like i'm not emotional where i'm like no we've got to stay pure and maybe that makes my position so much more so much you know unique i guess because as I have talked to people, and, and, and I've talked to my father, and I've talked to a few other people, I've talked to a couple of my friends, I messaged them, and I feel like I can argue both sides because I can see where both sides are coming from, but I think that both sides in this instance are, you know, keeping the four-team playoff. Number one, uh, it, it, it ke still keeps the, the, the BCS, like the, the major bowls, the, the New Year's Six-Day bowls, it keeps that intact. It makes college football extremely unique that we have bowl games. No other sport has a bowl game. And as much as people say that they're not going to watch uh, the Ida the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, you're going to watch it because what else are you going to do in, in you know two weeks before Christmas when the college football season's over? NFL is only playing on Sundays, and the NBA really isn't that interesting to watch in December because we really only tune into them when we're watching the playoffs. Unless you're a diehard NBA fan. So what else are you going to watch? We're going to watch football. That's what we do. We like college football. We bet college football. That's, that's, that's what we do as Americans, right? And so I think when you start to expand, and, and I think this is a valid point, you start to downplay the, you know, how necessary the bulls are. I'm sorry. As much as I love it, as much as I want to believe college football could do this, Kent State will probably never play for the college football playoff. Now, could they have an opportunity? Yeah. Would they get rolled 48-3 to by an Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, any Power 5 conference? Yeah. Yeah, they probably would. But, you know what? We want to believe in the, the idea that if they have a chance, that they can do it. And and But I truly think that the bowl games are something that we don't see. I'm sorry out there. We watch Power 5. I, I, I think most Americans do. We watch, you know, the, the major games. I don't feel like most Americans are going to be tuning in and listening or, or, or watching, you know, Troy take on Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. It just doesn't happen unless you're in those towns. Out west, they're not going to watch it. I will and die hard college football fans. But we're, we've got to make it. We've got to make this $9 billion a year business. And it was going to be more. Um, we've got to, you know, put safeguards in and we've got to put, you know, systems in where, you know, we can't just always play to the lowest common denominator. We need to play to the majority and what the majority is going to watch. And that's the power five. And so I can understand, you know, that's more of on the 12 team expansion uh, as far as that goes. But I love the bowl games and we need to keep the bowl games intact. Another one is that you have four teams, right? Uh, another argument that I've heard floated around. 
And you have four teams. And and really, when you get down into the five and six, we're talking about teams that have lost two, maybe three times in the case of Auburn a few years ago. And really, are, do they deserve to go up, a up against a team that is as dominant as what LSU was? Do they, do they really deserve, you know, and I, and I know they've, probably played them before in the year but a team that has played absolutely flawless or a team that's lost three times do they deserve that stage and I think that's a very valid argument it's a very valid question and then uh you know th so those are the kind of the the, the main ones you want to watch it yeah and I've heard this this other one as if you know I, I hate to be cynical, but as if people care, uh, they're like, well, 17 games for the college athlete is just far too many. Okay, well, we can we can switch those things around. I agree 17 games is a lot. That's the amount of NFL are playing. But you know what? Uh, when you're at the big schools and you can beat up on Panera Bread University, is that really a game or are you starting all the freshmen? I mean, let's be honest here. It's You're probably not starting your big dogs. You're probably pulling them in the first quarter so no one gets hurt. Uh, and we have to schedule those games. And it's advantageous for the FCS to schedule those games. But to the FBS, it's like, okay, we're just going to boat race them and move on anyway so those are those are my thoughts or, or the argument as far as keeping the 14 playoff as far as expanding you know a lot of people say more college football is better which you know what i'm not who's to say i'm not going to argue with you uh yes i think that you know tv revenue i think betting lines uh, the, the betting community i think it's it's exploding i love the betting community i i love betting i think it's it's wonderful as far as sports goes i think you know it makes money and 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 it makes me feel like i'm more interested involved within the sport when I do that um, as well as uh, they well they've said that well we're going to finally be able to see you know the year Boise State uh, is really hot and they're going to get their opportunity and you know what Boise State those teams there's always a giant what if the University of Utah the giant what if UCF the giant what if and we're going to finally see that and if if and and I hate to say this but to the facts and figures but if you follow the facts and figures I'm going to say that I feel like most of the games will turn out 48-3 to when a team like Indiana last year plays a team, uh, I mean, uh, and just absolutely annihilates them. Now, maybe they win. Maybe they do get that win. But do you really think that this one little team that maybe has the highest a three-star player goes up against the big boys is it really going to change? I don't think it changes the power dynamic. We have it in our head that it will change, that that it's going to give opportunity, but we see it in the FCS that it doesn't. Over the last 10 years, North Dakota State has won eight times, okay? Now, there's been different challengers to North Dakota State. It's not been like, uh, you know, the, the, the college football playoff where it's Clemson, Ohio State, and uh, Alabama every single year. There's been other challengers. This year we got Sam Houston State, which was awesome. Uh, there's been challengers to them, but they've won eight straight. The power dynamic isn't going to change. Now, was Sacred Heart able to go and play Jacksonville State? Yes. And did Jacksonville State absolutely beat down on Sacred Heart? 100%. So I don't think that it changes the power dynamic. Does it give more teams the opportunity? Yeah. But why Why doesn't the FBS learn from the FCS? And, and if 
you know, fans would, you know, instead of thinking with their hearts and, and, and the facts and figures, and they just like pull themselves out and look at it on both of the conflicting sides and go, well, maybe we don't need to do either. Maybe we need a complete, complete change. Now, I'm going to obviously offer the most absurd. You're going to say, well, Tyler, you've destroyed both arguments. Uh, the, well, and, and the 12-team, it's hard for me. I mean, outside of really just more college football, it's hard to see any other benefit besides that, betting and, and, and just more football, right? And I don't want it to be the same thing because, you know, only a few years ago were we arguing that we needed a four-team playoff. And it's like, okay, okay, we're back on this same hamster wheel. Why don't we make... A serious change, uh, a change that 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 goes deeper, goes beyond just adding teams. I feel like that was an impulsive. You know, how long were they in the boardroom for that one? All right, we're we're down in revenue, not very many fans in the stands, if at all. Uh, you know, we had the Pac-12; they only played six games. Man, what can we do to make up on our revenue? Okay, well, we've been people are calling for the college football expansion. Okay, well, that's really good. So, what do we expand it to? Twelve. Okay, you know what? Let's go. Hey, where do you guys want to eat tonight? Chili's? You going to Chili's? We going to Applebee's? Well, what are we doing tonight? That's honestly how I feel. Like that that conversation went. It gets me so fired up. The reason, the problem, the main problem that we have right now in college football is we do not have defined criteria to meet the the, the standards in which we set, okay? We don't have rules. We create these rules. We allow these athletic directors from these schools who are stakeholders in those schools the ability to say, well, I think that Alabama should have I think Ohio State because we didn't want to make a controversial decision between TCU and Baylor so we went with the easy choice and put in Ohio State that's the problem that's what I'm saying is that it's a band-aid solution it's so much deeper than this surface level argument that people are talking about now I took up 15 minutes explaining that surface level ar argument and now I'm going to destroy that because I think there needs to be deep-seated changes within college football and it's not just adding the expansion add as many teams as you want make the entire you know the entire football season just make it a giant March Madness people will tune in and I will tune in and I will love it Believe you me, I will. I w all of these changes will not change my viewing habits, and I don't think it will change for 99 or 0.99% of the people. You might have a few people like, I'm done with this. And you you know what? You can turn on uh, the news. You can walk your dog, water your plants, garden, whatever you do, go and do that and enjoy it because that's your life. But as far as college football and the future of college football, we need to change things. So I had some ideas. Number one, we have to set clear clear criteria. It cannot be the same, uh, you know, moving target one year to the next. We Every year we hear a different explanation. Every year we have these things. I think personally setting up a czar, a CEO, somebody in charge that, that besides, you know, uh, pre president, I believe is his name, Emirate, uh, besides him just making all the shots and being the face of the NCAA. No, college football needs to be its own entity. College basketball, other own entity. And you know what? The rest of the college sports, you guys have one. 
and then we 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 move because college football is makes so much money. College basketball so much money. You can't just have one governing body over that. We need to have someone with with their. They were on the verge of bankruptcy. He steps in, and everyone has an iPhone now. Everyone uses Apple products. We're thankful for him for bringing that because he gave them leadership. He gave them what they needed. He was also a genius. Now I'm not saying we need to find the next Steve Jobs for college football, but we need to find someone to be in charge of it. Number one. And then number two, we need the, the the rules, almost like a board, a board of directors within the business to be able to set that criteria and say, you know what, check mark, okay, uh, or 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 create a math algorithm that everyone knows, that everyone can understand and go, you know what, that loss to Virginia Tech at home at the first of the season is bad and you should not have been it and I'm sorry TCU your only loss was to a game you could not avoid which was Baylor you get in or Baylor your loss was to West Virginia but you beat TCU that was your only loss you deserve to be in and I'm sorry TCU if that hurts your feelings you they beat you they deserve to be in but that loss at home to Virginia Tech was absolutely absurd that's what we need. We need to have leadership in that way. And I think if we had that, we would be in a far better place. And and I real and I really think that. Uh, the next one, uh, I and I've heard this this floated around. And ah, you know what? As as a as a previous student athlete, I don't love it. Uh, but with name, image, and likeness, you can maybe make the pivot. And uh, I can make the argument of limiting the amount of full ride scholarships. Why does Alabama need 84 ride scholarships, right? Maybe you take it and say you get, you know, 40 full ride scholarships you and you get, you know, 20 half ride scholarships. You get a quarter scholarship and then you get and you're going to say, well, you're taking the money out of the players, which I which I hate the players. I'm so happy that they're going to finally be able to profit off of their name, likeness and image. It sucked. Let me tell you, being a collegiate athlete, you know, working out two times a day and what I got was. Uh, was an education which is invaluable granted i i was now educated i'm now able to to go out into the workforce and, and and make a living and make my life better because i went to college but i think that you know what I, I your entire life can't be revolved around that if i wanted to go down to las vegas with my friends it was calling mom hey mom i need some money because or or taking it out in student loans or or wherever people do it it's because i was working out two times a day and on my off day i wanted to relax a little bit i was still a collegiate athlete i was still in college i still wanted to go and do things i still wanted to go to spring break in california or florida or wherever you're at you still want to do that and athletes don't have the money because they don't have the time to make the money and then in the and then in the off season you know you make a few you make a little bit of money uh you know in the summer but you're still training two times a day and so you know what you're you're just coming home absolutely exhausted you're putting your body through so much and so i i don't want to take the opportunity away but i think there can be a balance between name likeness and image where you're going to get paid for that and then you don't get a full ride scholarship as well uh if you had a kid that what saving comes in you know what you got to choose only 40 kids that uh, recruiting class that you get a full ride and you might be like all right well you know what uh you know the virginia uh notre dame and uh missouri all also offered me full ride scholarships the best you can do is a half scholarship <clears throat> maybe maybe that changes a little bit 
And I think name, likeness, and image is a really big mix-up to college sports and to college football uh, specifically uh, because you can now go to Texas Tech and be, you know, the big man on campus, make a ton of money yourself, and and, and as, as you profit off of your name, likeness, and image, maybe that changes it. But if you also, if you did limit that, then I think it makes it a level playing field because then it's not just, you know, Alabama with their thousands of thousands and thousands of donors uh, can compete with a team like Kent State that might have one or two donors to the football program. Uh, you look at the University of Oregon. Oregon was ir irrelevant until really, until Phil Knight started donating money. And then all of a sudden they, they build up this powerhouse. And now every, a lot of kids in the West Coast at least want to go to Oregon just because of the Nike money. They want to be in the cool uniforms. They want to be with all the new stuff. That's what they want uh, in in Oregon. And, and it's fine. I'm, I'm not dogging them on that uh but you can kind of you can kind of see uh as far as that goes and the final the final thing i kind of want to bring up is uh the well of course you can always do it with schedules i've been banging on this drum uh i don't think and I know that it's, it, it hurts the FCS teams. And I know they say, well, you know, most of our, our money is sponsored because of, you know, us going and being uh, beaten down by Oregon 70 to 3. And we got, you know, $2 million to go and do that. Uh, I think that you've got to create scheduling. You've got to tighten up the schedule a little bit tighter. I'm sorry, SEC. You might be the most top-heavy team. You know, you might go three or you know, four, five, six teams deep, but but beating up on Vanderbilt, no one wants to watch that. There's so just because people want quality, I don't think they want quantity uh, in this situation. So if you moved it down to ten games and you said, you know what, we're going to realign the conferences, I, I floated the idea of relegation, and I know that it would never happen here uh, in the states, but something like that, making the super conferences and Americans. We can we can laugh, uh, you know, when when Europe came and they said, you know what, we're going to get the best clubs together and we're going to create the Super Soccer League. The, the the European fans went nuts. How dare they? Well, honestly, it's not a terrible idea. As a Manchester City fan, going and seeing them beat down on Newcastle, uh, you know, five nil. Sure, they get the win and they get the three points in the in, in the standings. But do I want to see that, or do I really tune in when 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 Manchester City plays Manchester United, when Manchester City plays Liverpool, Leicester City? Is those those are the games that I really tune into? Because if I miss when they play, uh, you know, the, some of the bottom teams in the English Premier League. I'm not heartbroken about it, but if I miss them playing uh, the, the the hot spurs, of course, or even Arsenal, and Arsenal, I believe, was even ninth this year in the Premier League. So you can kind of, I mean, you see it, and 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 you're like, well, that's why soccer did it. And Americans were mocking the European soccer fans, like, oh, come on, you know, Super Conference, yeah, whatever, you guys are. You know. That's exactly what's happening here, and I would love to bring uh, the 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 conferences from five to four and and then uh and i'm fine with an expansion to to five or a six uh team you send one out of you know the the token one and then the best two out of the group of or the group of five which would be the group of four of course you could do that scheduling uh and and the super conferences are always a possibility now i understand that uh you know the conferences also want money and there's a big difference between the sec and the sec you know football conference because uh, of the sharing revenue stuff. 
But you want to know what? There are people smarter out there than me that would be able to figure it out. Uh, they, they, we act like, uh, you know, when, I, when you float this idea, well, the revenue wouldn't work. And how would you know what team? Well, you know what? We put men on the moon back in like the 60s with, with way less technology than we had today. I'm pretty sure we could, we could figure out how to move money around correctly and make sure that every school had the allocation of funds that were available to them. Uh, anyway, so that's kind of, those are my thoughts. Now, now it might not be the greatest uh, thoughts, and, and I might be just banging on the uh, on a drum that, that will never be heard uh, by, you know, the big people that are making these decisions. And as far as the rest of us that, that, that like the four-team playoff or uh, that, that, that want it that way, change is happening. You, you, you can't be petrified by change. You've got to adapt to the change, and that's just, that's just the way it is, right? Uh, and so that's just, I don't know, that's kind of my opinion on, on everything that I've seen, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast today. Uh, I tried to, to present both sides of the argument and then how I would switch it. Again, I still think that it's a deep-rooted, we need stitches, we need surgery, we can't put a Band-Aid on it and expect it to go away. And I know that the College Football com- uh, Committee doesn't want, Playoff Committee, they don't want controversy, but every single year they, they incite controversy because they don't have clear set criteria. Wouldn't it be nice if three people for the last spot hit the criteria and then they chose one team over the rest? That would get people talking. That way, you know, people on ESPN, people on Fox, people on CBS, uh, people doing their own podcasts like me, we would be able to have something to talk about and make the argument for the other two teams. That I feel like would be more of a would be a better argument, would be a better better content for everybody versus we're going with Ohio State. Why? Because. Oh. Okay, well, you know that Baylor only lost one time. Yeah, because. Well, Baylor actually lost on the road because. And, and, and TCU lost on the road because. Oh, okay. So you lost to Virginia Tech at home who ended up really not being an you know, all-time Virginia Tech team. Well, no, because. Because we chose them, you can't, you can't have that. You you can't with with today's generation, my generation. We want the explanation. We don't want to just be told "cause" or because we said so. That's not how we like it, and I think that's that's very apparent in today's society. Anyway, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, not take up too much more of your Saturday, or you know what? Whenever you listen to this podcast, again, we always appreciate the 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 the, the listeners. We we love you guys, and you know we get all of our analytics back. And like I said, we've been. Great growing um, almost to 300% every single year. We're keeping that going into 2021. Again, Get the Ball Rolling was started in 2019 um, on the idea of just, you know, talking college football with you guys. I hope that this 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 gave you a little bit deeper of an understanding of where I'm coming from. Uh, and I want you guys to really think about it. Uh, let me know, uh, you know, what, what you guys think. And, uh, we have a lot of questions. I might do a, a, a question podcast where people have sent in some questions, some DMs to me. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at get rolling 19 and, uh, you know, I'm on there and just, you know, let me know what you guys think. Uh, thank you guys for, for everything. And, uh, we'll continue to get out some awesome content until next time. Let's keep the ball rolling.